Hello, everyone, and welcome to Take a Little Coffee Break. If you're watching online on video, you might notice that I'm not in my usual setup. I am in my living room, in my PJs, hair straight out of my microfiber towel. <laughs> it is uh, kind of looking like a mess, to be honest. Um, but I'm here, and I'm very excited because today... I am launching my new segment called Deep Dive Fridays. You guys voted on it on Instagram, um, and secretly I wanted this to win. It was between Deep Dive Fridays and Good News Fridays, which both were great ideas, but my favorite really was Deep Dive Fridays, and you guys voted on that. So that was really exciting for me. Who knows? Maybe I'll drop in a Good News Friday every once in a while and surprise everybody and switch things up. <laughs> but um, for now, this is what I'll be doing once a month. And so I'm so excited for this. Um, the reason I'm in my PJs is because it's really late at night. <laughs> and um, it's the day before I'm supposed to put this up, um, which is a problem. And normally I just say, you know what, screw this, I will post this <laughs> on Saturday instead of Friday, which is when I'm trying to aim to publish episodes every Friday but I'm an idiot and I decided to make this an assignment for me in my master's course uh what does that mean let me tell you so in one of my classes I was supposed to create a learning outcome and in that learning outcome I was supposed to give myself a challenge to finish in five weeks and um, I had to like tell them how I'm going to do it, how I'm going to show proof that I did it, all the things. And you can choose either a professional or a personal goal. And I chose a personal goal because professionally, I can't fathom thinking about a goal right now. I'm about to start a new job on Monday. So all I can think about is don't mess it up and have people not hate you at the end of the day. So um, I chose to consistently post an episode for five weeks straight, which um, has been hard, mostly because this is an interview-based podcast, and it's so hard when you're not notable to find people to interview. But anyway, with this new segment, Deep Dive Fridays, I mean, not only are we, you know, I'm saying we as if there's multiple people, it's just me. <laughs> um, but not only am I trying to find people to interview, um, but I'm also prepping questions and recording and editing. And then also this new segment, um, Deep Dive Fridays, I have to prepare for it. And I like, for example, today I have four pages of notes um, that I'm going to share. And it's just, it's time consuming. And so it's really easy to just throw in the towel. But now I have accountability and it's really hard. So I'm hoping that this is good for you. Also, I hope that you do not find this boring. If you don't like this, let me know on Instagram. Just, hey, this segment might not work out for you. <laughs> um, let me know and I we won't do it. Anyway, I uh, because it is a challenge and because I'm technically getting graded for it, now I definitely feel like I need to um, publish something. So here I am in my PJs on my couch. Guys, let's just get into it before I fall asleep. Um, <laughs> so as I was thinking about things to deep dive on, I made a list and I was just trying to figure out where to start because there's a lot that you can deep dive in. And I don't know about you, but sometimes I'll go on these internet rabbit holes. So I'll start somewhere and then end up in watching a YouTube video about a Mormon cult. So I, 
I, <laughs> that is just who I, what I do. And so um, I had a list of just a bunch of different things. Um, but then I realized, oh my gosh, duh, this episode, I mean, this episode, wow, I really am sleepy. This podcast is called Take a Little Coffee Break. It'll just be fitting if the first thing we deep dive is coffee. 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 I'm trying to do a Jersey accent. It's not working out. Um, but anyway, coffee. Originally, I wanted these deep dives to be a banter between me and somebody else. Um, but I don't know. I felt bad asking somebody to commit to banter with me once a month. And then also I asked myself, why am I really, Erica, why do you really want to relay this information to a person in real time and not just your audience? And really my insecurities came out and said, it's because I don't think I can entertain just by myself, which, you know, is a challenge in itself. So I really hope you don't, please don't find, I mean, if you find this boring, let me know, but I hope it doesn't <laughs> make you bored. Um, and it's as, it's as interesting to you as it is to me. Um, so today I deep dived on coffee and we're focusing on three main things. We're focusing on what is coffee, the history of coffee, which is a long one, but we're going to get through it. And roasting beans, actually there's four, not three, and a few fast health facts related to coffee. Um, so let's get into it, guys. Cue the intro music. Okay, so what is coffee? Um, I don't know about you guys, but I really thought that coffee grew like on shrubs or yeah, shrubs, <laughs> but no, coffee grows on trees. Um, and the coffee trees are a lot of the times though pruned short to conserve their energy. So that's probably why I thought that they grew on shrubs because they're so low to the ground. Um, it, it helps conserve their energy and help with harvesting. Um, uh, but actually coffee trees can grow up to 30 feet high which is insane to me. Um, in each tree is covered with green waxy leaves uh, growing opposite of each other in pairs. Also, I forgot to mention this, but I do have two main sources that I got this information from, atlasbig.com and ncausa.org, which is basically, basically the National Coffee Association website. Okay, let's move on. Um, so like I said, um, each tree is covered with green waxy leaves growing opposite of each other in pairs and coffee cherries grow along the, the branches. When I, when I think of coffee, I've never thought of them as cherries, but it truly makes sense. And so um, it takes nearly a year for a cherry to mature after its first flowering in about five years of growth to reach full fruit production which is insane when you think about the amount the amount of coffee we all consume daily and the amount of work of work it takes for one tree to produce fruit it's insane but coffee plants can live up to 100 years but their prime fruit bearing years are between 7 to 20 years um so that is like about 13 years of their prime which is probably where I peaked. I peaked at seven. 
to 20, I think. Um, and then the average coffee tree produces two pounds of green beans per year. So when I say green beans, that is, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but green beans are what coffee beans look like before they're roasted. And so um, when you hear somebody say that they're going to buy a pound of green beans to roast, that's what they mean. And then all commercially grown coffee is from a region of the world called the coffee belt. So you've heard of the Bible belt, which is the South, but there's also a coffee belt. Um, and these trees grow best in rich soil with mild temperatures, frequent rain and shaded sun. So for example, the world's largest coffee plantation country is Brazil and they produce, get this, three, what, three million. Okay, I don't know how to read this number. 3,009,402 tons per year. I didn't even know that was a real number. So that's that. So how did we discover this magical, magical bean? Let me tell you, <laughs> it's pretty wild. And it's actually pretty hilarious. It's, it's a really, really funny story. Let me, let me just... <laughs> Just wait. So coffee can trace its heritage back centuries to the ancient coffee forest um, on the Ethiopian plateau. And the legend is, um, <laughs> this is the legend of how we've discovered coffee. This is just hilarious to me. A goat herder named Kaldi first discovered the potential of these beans um, after he noticed that when his goats ate these berries from this tree, these cherry green beans, that his goats became so energetic that they did not want to sleep at night. So he just had these crazy goats jumping off the walls and just not sleeping. <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine this goat herder? Like, what is happening? <laughs> and what is in these beans? So Kaldi reported his findings to the abbot of the local monastery who made a drink with the berries. So I guess that's the first time somebody made coffee from it. And it found that it kept them alert for long hours of evening prayer, which is so crazy to think that the first time this was <laughs> the first time this drink, I mean, it was basically an energy drink. They're like, listen, we need to pray up in here and I'm falling asleep every time I pray. So I'm going to need some of these magic beans to keep me awake. Um, so that is that was basically the first use of that aside from goats. And so then after that, the knowledge of the energizing berries began to spread. Okay, by the 15th century, coffee was being grown in the Yemeni district of Arabia. And by the 16th century, it was known in Persia, Egypt, Syria, and Turkey. The 16th century was also the beginning of coffee shops. Can you believe that? I really thought coffee shops started like five years ago, but we've had coffee shops since the 16th century. Not only did the patrons drink coffee and engage in conversation, but they also listened to music. They watched performers. They played chess and kept current on news. So coffee houses quickly became such an important center of exchange of information that they were often referred to as schools of the wise. So basically, coffee shops were the first harbored. <laughs> so not long after this in the 17th century european travelers 
to the Near East began growing suspicion about the effects of coffee. Because if you think about it, I mean, they were being mysticized as magic beans, which is kind of crazy. Um, but I mean, if you've never heard of anything like this, then yeah, it's going to be suspicious to some people. So some people called it the bitter invention of Satan. Because <laughs> coffee's bitter. That's hilarious. The local clergy actually condemned it when it came to Venice in 1615, the year 1615. And so this was such a great controversy that actually Pope Clement the, oh my God, I don't know how to read these Roman numerals. I think it's seven, the seventh, V-I-I, you tell me, I don't know. He was asked to intervene to basically assess if this was like witchcraft or not. Um, so he decided to taste the beverage for himself before making a decision. And he found the drink so satisfying that he actually just boop, put his stamp of approval on it. He's like, wait, this is actually iconic and we're going to keep this going. And so then coffee began to replace the common breakfast drink of beverage, which, you know what? I would never thought about what people paired with their breakfast in the morning before coffee was invented. Um, and this shook me to my core, but apparently the common breakfast drink at the time was beer and wine, which I guess makes sense if you're into like a good mimosa in the morning, but I don't know why it shook me to the core. Um, and well, lo and behold, those who drink coffee instead of alcohol <laughs> began the day alert and energized shocker. And not surprisingly, the quality of their work was greatly improved. So in the mid-1600s, coffee was brought to New Amsterdam, later called New York, by the British. Um, though coffee houses were beginning to appear literally everywhere, tea continued to be the favorite drink still until 1773, when the colonists revolted against a heavy tax on tea. You guys remember this one. Imposed by King George III. This was known as the Boston Tea Party baby, and that would forever change the American drinking preference to coffee. And I knew this, but for some reason, it shocked me all over again. Like I got like flashbacks to history class and I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, I remember the Boston Tea Party. And I remember how mad everybody was about these taxes and how they're like, oh, let's just drink coffee. Um, there's a quote from Thomas Jefferson <laughs> that says, coffee the favorite drink of the civilized world i mean somebody put that on a t-shirt and sell it at tj maxx coffee then started making its way to the americas in the 1700s this next bit of information you guys is like soap opera level so sit back and sip on your coffee for this one it just gets crazier. In 1714, the mayor of Amsterdam presented a gift of a young coffee plant to King Louis XIV of France. The king then had it planted in the Royal Botanical Garden in Paris. And in 1723, a young naval officer, Gabriel de Cleux, de Cleux, de Cleux, I don't know. I was in choir and sometimes we would have to sing French songs and I just always struggled. So we're just going to call him Gabriel. He obtained this plant, right? And 
Um, he had a very, very challenging transportation of it with um, really bad weather and a pirate attack that he managed to overcome. And he transported this plan over to Mar- Martinique. Don't know what that is. Um, and once planted, the seedling in the plant thrived. And it kind of became this big thing. It, it would spread over 18 million coffee trees on the island for the next 50 years. 50, five, zero. Crazy. And then Brazilian coffee owes its ex- existence to, this is when it gets very, very soap opera. So I, like I mentioned earlier, the biggest plantation country for coffee is Brazil. And we owe that to Francisco de Mayo Paleta. <laughs> I really hope I'm saying that right, Paleta. Um, Francisco, who was sent by the emperor to French Guiana to go get coffee seedlings, made his merry way over there. And the French were like, no, no, we are not giving you none of this. They were real gritty and they said no. However, the French governor's wife thought Francisco was hot. She really liked what she saw. And she gave him a large bouquet of flowers before he left the country after failing to get these coffee plants. And she buried coffee seeds in the bouquet of flowers. And that cost a billion dollar industry for Brazil. Isn't that crazy? Um, so we can thank the French governor's wife for finding Francisco hot and giving him some coffee beans. By the end of the 18th century, coffee had become one of the world's most profitable export crops. After crude oil, coffee is the most sought commodity in the world. Crazy, crazy. Guys, that is the history of coffee. Um, it's a very condensed history, but we don't have a lot of time here. <laughs> and I don't want to bore you, like I said. Let's not bore you. So let's talk about what the different types of roasting are for beans. Um, I'm going to talk about three specific ones, but first I'm going to talk about what roasting is. So basically roasting is, brings out the aroma and flavor that is locked inside the green coffee beans. Um, beans are stored green. It's basically a soft and spongy to the bite and it smells a little grassy. Um, but they kind of go through this roasting process, which is basically like a cooking process. And it causes chemical changes to take place um, as the beans are like rapidly being brought to very high temperatures. Um, so then when they reach this perfect roasting level that you want them to be, they are very quickly cooled to stop the process. And then you get these different types of roasting processes, process. I can't think it's midnight. Um, so these roasted beans is what actual coffee smells like, the coffee that you know and love. And they weigh less um, because their moisture has basically been roasted out. Um, they're also crunchy when you bite them. So if you've ever tasted a chocolate covered espresso bean, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and once roasted, they should be used as quickly as possible before the fresh roasting flavor begins to diminish. So it kind of becomes a little bit more dull in flavor the more time goes by. So I'm going to talk about three specific roasting levels. Um, the first one is a light roast, and it is very common for people to think that this is 
low in caffeine when it's the complete opposite baby because a light roast is going to be the highest caffeine level that you're going to have when it comes to coffee. Um, it's usually light brown in color and light in taste, which is why people probably think that there's nothing in it because a lot of people just find it like it's watery or it's weak. And so um, that's why most people don't like, and especially in the United States, don't like a light roast. Um, there also is going to be no oil on the surface of these beans because they're not roasted long enough for those oils to break through the surface. The next roasting process is our medium roast. This is going to be like a medium brown in color with a stronger flavor and a still non-oily surface. And it's often referred to as the American roast because it's generally preferred in the United States, which is so true because I love a good medium roast. It's, it's just the perfect combination it's not too, it doesn't feel weak and it doesn't feel like I'm drinking charcoal or gasoline. So I love a good medium roast. Then there's also a dark roast. This roast produces shiny black beans with an oily surface and it has a very pronounced bitterness taste. So I, I'm going to be honest, I'm not a fan of a dark roast. It is so overprocessed. Um, the darker the roast, the less acidity will be found in the coffee beverage, and it's going to be slightly dark to charred. It could be all the way to charred. I me, mean, I don't know. Some people like dark roast. It is not enjoyable to me. When I think dark roast, I think Starbucks. And basically, mass-produced coffee, like the one that Starbucks sells, is 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 going to be pretty much a dark roast. And they are oily, and they are shiny, and they just are burnt so i'm not dodging on starbucks because i do love a good starbucks drink but i i can't have black coffee from starbucks unless it's a blonde roast because i it is just way too charred for me this is insane and a lot of people think that dark roast has the most caffeine because it's quote-unquote the strongest but it just tastes like that because it is burnt baby so there you go those are the different types of roasts and I want to finish it off with some fast health facts related to coffee. Again, this is all from the um, National Coffee Association website. Uh, so it's pretty, it's backed by actual scientific research that has been done on coffee. So I just kind of wanted to throw some out to to finish the episode, um, a meta-analysis of human perspective studies showed that drinking both caffeinated and decaffeinated coffee was associated with a reduced risk of liver cancer. What? That's crazy. Also, coffee consumption may offer protective benefits for post-menopausal breast cancer. So the consumption of four cups per day was associated with a 10% reduction in cancer risk for postmenopausal. <laughs> and then lastly, an independent meta-analysis found that coffee consumption is associated with a reduced risk of depression. And let me tell you, I believe that because I could be having the worst day as soon as I even get a whiff, even a whiff of coffee and the smell of it, my mood, I think goes up about 25% at least sometimes 50 depending on the day but I mean come on 
And guys, that was our deep dive on coffee. I really hope you enjoyed that. I really enjoyed learning about it. It was so exciting. And I, I mean, as much as I love coffee, I feel like I've learned so much about it and the history of it and how we consume it and how we, I mean, the romance of it too. There was, I mean, come on, so much romance, so much soap opera details and scenes interwoven and all of this it was pretty incredible um so I hope you enjoyed that I hope I didn't bore you please let me know your thoughts and on Instagram um I'm probably going to ask a question on Spotify so make sure you answer that question and engage I'd love to hear your thoughts and I'm so excited about this new series it's going to be so fun and I'm excited about what I get to learn about next I I really like learning and I like learning for myself even though I force myself to get a grade on this (laughs) I really do like learning without the pressure of feeling like I need to ace something so this has been I mean this was so exciting to me learning about coffee and I hope you got to learn something with me And yeah, I'll see you guys next time. Have a great, great weekend. Bye.